If you're affected by anything discussed on this podcast or you just want to talk, please reach out to someone for help and support. You can also reach out to ManBlues via email at manblues at gmx.com, at manbluesuk on Twitter, or find us on Mastodon by searching for at manblues. We're not qualified to help, but we can listen. Please don't suffer in silence. I'm Leon Deggs, and I have Man Blues. This week's episode is about workaholism. Right, so... <laughs> Uh, okay, so you're probably getting used to the format of these things by now, and you know that sometimes when I'm doing the research, there's some little funny things that crop up that are just kind of like <laughs> irony. Well, okay, so the subject of workaholism is, as you can imagine, the fact that it's an ism means that it's not good, and it's not good for you, and it's not good for anybody else, really, because isms are particularly bad. And um, I'm doing some research on this subject and I'm flicking around a few web pages and I'm asking some intelligent and diligent questions to try to understand what it is and try to get it across in this podcast episode and explain things. And I was on a website and it was one explaining about how people become workaholics and suddenly a pop-up appears and the pop-up genuinely invited me to look for a job. I posted this onto the Mastodon account. If you wish to give that a follow, please do. But it's so insane that sure, surely if your website is geared towards helping people who have problems with their workaholism, the last thing you need to be doing is to be saying to that person who's got that mental capacity already to say, hey, how about getting another job? <laughs> anyway, so on with the episode. What do I mean? What does workaholism mean? And I'll say another little funny aside right at the start here as well. As I'm typing along and making all my notes, the amount of times I was typing alcoholism and not workaholism is just unbearably high. I I have no idea what was going on in my head. Maybe I've not had enough sleep. I don't know. So what do I mean by workaholism? Everybody has heard the phrase work hard, play hard. Okay, That's about achieving success and celebrating that success. But the problem with that phraseology is, and the problem with that mental mindset, is it can lead to workaholism. So what is workaholism? Well, internet definitions and probably psychology definitions will tell you it's a person who compulsively works excessively hard and long hours. So just to give some context to that, um, some of these subjects that I've I've pulled up for these podcast episodes have been things that I've heard about that don't affect me but I can see it affecting other people and how it affects their man blues and how it affects them but this particular story um, I was fresh out of university and I was looking for my first employment and I came across a company this was when I moved over to Germany so I came across this small company so when I went for interview the guy was explaining to me how the company works and so on and I had my girlfriend in tow and we basically were invited to a meal by him in the evening he took us to a lovely little restaurant and while we were there we were talking about the fact that he kind of never really switched off from work and I was worried that that was expected of me and he said oh no no I don't expect that of you he said I do this because this is my company I'm trying to keep things going I'm trying to get it off the ground trying to get it going but then he went on to say, we were talking a little bit privately about you know, what, what his private life looks like. And he told us he's got a little daughter who was four years old and she calls him uncle. So my girlfriend and I were looking at each other and we think, uncle, what, what's that for? And he goes, oh, 
because I'm so rarely home, she doesn't call me daddy, she calls me uncle. And he told that like it was a funny story. But that story was told to me a hell of a long time ago and it stuck with me all these years because he thought it was funny that his daughter referred to him as uncle, whereas me and my girlfriend sat there and we were like, that is awful. So anyone can be a workaholic, but the statistics show that it's more likely to be a man. These recent statistics found that some 30% of the general populace is workaholic. Now, that value of 30%, I don't know if that's America or if that's the world or if it's the UK. I don't know because of the way the internet works. So that 30%, whichever that cohort is, 30% of the general populace is a workaholic. But of that 30%, 85.8% of those working over 40 hours a week are men compared to only 66.5% of those being women. So it does feel as though when you think workaholic, you immediately think man. But the biggest shock I got was in the research. So I've already told you the story about the German guy whose daughter called him uncle, but I thought that was because he was avoiding family life, you know, because of hidden reasons. Maybe he and his wife didn't get on so much. Maybe having a young child was, you know, children aren't for everybody. And sometimes people, you know, they end up getting kids and they realize that life is tough. So I, I just assumed stuff like that was going on. And maybe he believed that if he worked less than 40 hours a week, he wasn't giving it his all to make his company a success. However, psychological characteristics can play a crucial role in workaholism, and this was what was eye-opening about my research. Specialists have suggested that perfectionists, narcissists, or those with low self-esteem may be prone to an obsessive devotion to work. They may also lack hobbies and tight social connections. Let me just read that again, because not one of those was a good thing. Specialists have suggested that perfectionists, that's not good. If you are a perfectionist and you're proud of it, you need to redress that balance because being a perfectionist is not a good thing. Narcissists, also not good, and those with low self-esteem. So one possible explanation stems from the desire to fulfill basic psychological needs, such as a need for competence. Again, another negative word. Workaholics may devote excessive time and mental energy to work in an effort to feel competent particularly if they don't feel competent in other areas of their lives. So it's really about feeling inadequate and trying to compensate. Is, is that what the consensus is here? I mean, that's quite frightening, really. These are all negative phrases. Perfectionist, narcissist, low self-esteem, basic psychological needs, excessive time and mental energy in work to feel competent. I mean, the fact that workaholics don't feel competent, that's a worry. I thought it was just people were trying to avoid going home. That makes it even more difficult for me to understand. So what are we saying? It appears to be the case that the consensus here is that workaholics have low competency, they're inadequate, and they've got low self-esteem. Now, if you know a workaholic and you can apply all of those things to that person, superb. But the two people I know, I obviously don't know well enough to understand whether or not they've got these issues. But the psychology suggests it. So this is the issue with this kind of research that I do for these podcast episodes. I'm entering into a world of unknown. But then I suppose that's always the case, isn't it? You just don't understand people ever. We never really ever understand each other. And we never really understand what each of us are going through. So what's my problem with it? My problem with workaholism and the reason why it affects my man blues is because it appears to me over the years of my working to have been expected of me. 
So I've got this story where it was 10.30 in the morning on the workday and my manager's manager approached me and said there was a piece of work that needed to be done, but that he'd get back to me and let me know when. He didn't get back to me until half past four that day. Despite me asking him a couple of times during the day, have you got that stuff you need me to work on because I need to get it done? He came to me at half past four and said, this is what needs to be done. I need it done today. You can't go home until it's done. That's what was said to me. Now, at the time, my son was young enough that he was in nursery. The nursery has a closing time. If your child is still there after that closing time, they charge you extra because somebody has to stay behind and look after your child until you turn up to collect them. So I'd said to my manager's manager, uh, I said, if I'm ending up staying late and I don't get home to pick up my child before six o'clock, it's going to cost me money. So the guy just said to me, well, you better start now then and get it done as quick as you can. So of course, indeed, I was late out of work. I was late to pick up my child and I did get charged. I think it was something like £10. I got charged £10 extra that day for having my son in the nursery for longer. So the difference between me and this workaholic thing was the very next morning I went in and I marched straight into my manager's manager's office and I said to him, you owe me £10. And he looked at me funny and started to smile and I said, no, I came to you yesterday at 10.30 and said, when are we doing this thing? I approached you twice more during the day and you didn't get to me until half past four and then you made me stay late, which had the knock-on effect that caused me to be late to pick up my child, which cost me £10. So you open your wallet now, you give me £10 and you now, from this point on, understand that I will not be working late for you ever again. So the other question I suppose that needs to be asked here is whether being workaholic is a red flag. And of course, if you Google that, you'll get some pretty interesting answers. The one I found says that if you're a workaholic in the sense that you're committed to work and you're energized by it and you maintain a work-life balance, then no, this is not a red flag. It's not a bad thing. However, if you're a workaholic in the sense that you're overburdened, you're stressed and you aren't taking care of yourself, then yes, it's not a good thing. So let's talk about some positivity then. How can you spot signs that you might be a workaholic? Because trust me, it's very, very easy to do, especially with lockdown being what it was. I was, I, I'm one of those managers that when I tell my staff, I, I tell them off if, if I find they've been working late. You know, I do point it out to them and I say, no, 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 we're not having this. Go home to your family. Go home and finish work. Whatever you didn't get done today can wait till tomorrow. It's not that important. The problem is for me that makes it more difficult is that some of the jobs that I do because they the pieces of work I have to engage in are sometimes three four hours long in terms of the the amount of time it will take me to complete them that can mean that when I start the job I do have to finish it because if I if I finish if I sort of stop halfway through it's going to take me another 10 15 30 minutes to get my brain back into gear as to what I was doing the next day so let's have some positivity on this so so I found a website that was uh, titled The Difference Between Working Hard and a Workaholic. So I'm just going to read some of this blurb for you and I've, I've dropped the URL into the actual episode description as usual. It's a really fascinating article so it's well worth a read. But it says, A hard worker is always emotionally and where possible physically present for his or her family, friends and co-workers. They strive for a healthy work-life balance and have a greater sense of personal responsibility. A burst of overworking is often done as a means to meet a deadline or follow a schedule that has been changed. These people save energy to bring home every night and protect their weekends. Workaholics lack this. They are obsessed with their work performance and being better, faster and more successful than anyone else. It is the ego that drives them to reach these goals, 
not family or friends, or want to live life to the best of their ability. They consider staying at the same level to be a sign of failure. They are great multitaskers, but they lack focus by trying to control everything around them. Conscious and unconscious stress can cause severe health problems such as panic attacks, depression, trouble sleeping, and more. So this sounds really quite sinister. So if you're a workaholic and you're proud of it, you need to start doing some research into this because there is, by the sounds of it, some very deep-seated psychological reasons behind why you do this, and none of them sound healthy. So seven ways to overcome alcoholism. And there we have it. I was doing so well. I explained at the start of the episode I'd been typing the word alcoholism instead of workaholism because of, you know, I don't know, it's muscle memory. But now, but now I've actually said it. Superb. Uh, seven ways to overcome workaholism. And here's the thing about this workaholism thing. I'm about to go on holiday today. I'm going to go away for 10 days today. And I looked online and I saw that I only had two episodes booked in the future, the future releases. And I panicked last night, struggled to get to sleep, couldn't turn my brain off because I'm thinking, I want another buffer. I want to put another episode up there so that when I get back off my holiday, I've got a buffer. And that's why I'm here this morning. So, seven ways to overcome workaholism. One is commit to fixing the problem. Step one for anyone struggling with any kind of addiction is to admit that you have a problem. Number two, talk to your boss. Now, admittedly, talking to your boss might be difficult because if you've got a workaholic boss and they've got high expectations of you, tricky. But talk to them. Tell them that you're obviously concerned about the fact that you think you might be workaholic and it's not healthy. Uh, Number three is to practice setting boundaries. Number four is to rest intentionally. Um, Number five is to pursue health in all areas of life. Number six is to seek professional help. And number seven, make sure you're in the right job. And I think that extends also to make sure you've got the right management structure above you. Because if you go to your boss and you talk to them and you say, you know, you you fear you might be a workaholic and they go, yeah, well, that's what we expect. And don't forget, your employer will always expect more. They'll expect you to give more than they're prepared to pay for. If you don't feel as though you're being valued and you feel there's higher expectations of you, you need to be looking around for somewhere else because it's obviously not the place for you. I'm Leon Deggs, and despite being lucky enough not to be afflicted with this desire to work myself to death, I do recognise it in others, and I am indirectly affected by it. And also, if you've got children, if you want to be in your children's memories tomorrow, you have to be in their lives today. In fact, that goes for everyone and everything. No one will ever remember how hard you worked when you're dead but they will remember you not being there at the time. Thank you for listening and good luck.